0: Spataka, I have a question for you. Have you ever been to a video arcade? Uh, no, I, I, I haven't been to a video arcade because, funnily enough, I've never really been interested in video games. I like playing games like physical games, like games where you have to actually do stuff and not just sitting in a chair and... Then what makes you want to do the Sinbad's episode? Well, it's old and it was the first place where I could play and they had lots of things that could be educational and so why not? It's Patika. I'm eight years old and I'm here with my friend Liz. Hi. She's from New York and together we're discovering new old things in Dubai that have been around a lot longer than I have.
1: In each episode we time travel through Dubai to uncover what this city looked like in the past and we track down the people who are connected to our place or topic to ask them questions.
0: Tell me more!
1: summer approaches in Dubai, all we can think about is staying indoors and having fun. So, during this episode, we look at Sinbad's Wonderland, an indoor arcade paradise for Dubai kids in the 1980s and
2: 1990s. I'm getting interviewed, interrogated. <laughs> He's taking me back to 1979.
1: When he had long hair. <laughs> Spataka and I never had the chance to visit Sinbad's. It closed its doors in 1997. So we had to track down key people who were here in the 80s to tell us what it was like. Listen as Sinbad's first and only manager, Ishwar Chugani, and two former Sinbad game players, Sonali Kolhatkar and Suraj Mulani, tell us more.
0: How should I address you? as Is Mr. Ishwar, Mr. Chugani, how should I address you?
2: Because you're young, I, normally people call me IC, but you can you can address me as Ishwar or Mr. Ishwar, ho, whatever makes you comfortable. I normally like people calling me by my first name, but I guess it might be, a, I think for you, you might want to say Uncle Ishwar. <laughs> <laughs> all, the, all the people who know me and grow up call me
0: Sinbad, Sinbad Uncle. Uncle Sinbad would have been better. Okay, Mr. Ishwar, are you the person who started Sinbad?
2: Yes, uh, Sinbad opened in June 1980 when the al Center opened. Uh, I came in in September 1979. Uh, the al group who were setting up the al Center met up with me in the Philippines and uh, wanted to set up a family entertainment center. So I came here with my experience on of running a family entertainment center owned by my uncle in the Philippines and came to Dubai but then I realized the project had to be uh, started from scratch. We didn't even have a name or a concept. So we put together everything and while I was strolling Par Dubai, I saw a bookshop with with a coloring book with Sinbad's face on it. And then I said, okay, I'm going to name the amusement arcade Sinbad's Wonderland. I had to do everything from scratch, work with the Japanese designers to design the arcade, work with them on on the machines required. It took about six months from concept to reality, turning dreams into reality. Sinbad's Wonderland.
1: Suraj Mulani, co-founder of Ali Ali Children's Play Museum, knows a lot about how to have fun. It's what he does for a living. And as a kid growing up in Dubai in the Sinbad era, he has
0: quite a few memories there. So when did you first go to Sinbad?
3: Probably when I was about um, 11 years old, I have to say. And you know, we heard about this place and there was all this buzz. Some of the lucky kids were getting to go and there was this excitement around it and uh, me and a group of friends decided that we would go so we asked our parents and our parents said that after the school year exams were done uh, if we studied really hard then as a treat we would get to go to Sinbad
0: so what is your first memory of at Sinbad
3: was standing in line to buy the tokens and that that money of uh, 10 dirham, the green note, turning into these beautiful 10 coins with the Sinbad logo and just holding those coins in our hand. I was like, wow, now I'm rich. You know, you didn't feel rich when you were holding the 10 dirhams in your hand, but once you got the coins in your hand, now you were rich because now you could actually do something with that money, right? Yeah. So I felt really rich at the beginning of it. And at the end of it, I felt really poor because I (laughs) experienced more, I wanted to play those games more and I didn't have any more money to buy the tokens with.
1: So did you go alone or did you go with your parents?
3: Yeah, we did go alone and that was really, really exciting for us because we didn't get to do that very often so that was the end of exam celebration and there were of course no cell phones so you were really out there by yourself and your parents didn't have any connection and uh yeah, yeah it was pretty exciting stuff
0: so 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 i just wanted to point out that uh, sometimes i just ask my parents so i can head off to my grandparents house it's because i just need to escape from them What was cool about Sinbad's was that it became a place for celebrating kids' birthday parties. Sonali Kolhatkar is now a Los Angeles-based journalist, but she still remembers what it felt like to go to Sinbad's Wonderland as a Dubai kid. Considering
4: how much I used to love going to that place, I'm pretty sure I would have been the one to lobby for that destination to have a birthday party um, rather than my parents volunteering it. Uh, But the reason for that was because it felt like a little mini wonderland, you know, when you're a kid, um, especially growing up in Dubai in the 80s. There weren't that many. uh, There weren't that many of the kinds of things that kids could do that were available, say, in the US. So. We didn't have that many video game arcades. We didn't have we we didn't even have that many malls. We just had one, which was El Guerrero Center. We didn't have like theme parks. We had like you know there was one theme park and it was far away and it was very small. So we didn't have these kind of cool modern um, playground type things for kids in the 80s and Sinbad was one of the few and it was just you know like this little fantasy land that we loved going to and we didn't get to go to very often so to have our birthday to have my birthday was I celebrated it together with my older sister whose birthday falls in the same month um and I think that's why my parents agreed was because they were like okay we can do like two birthdays at one um at one time and uh and so I think they that was that was you know, they went ahead and it was awesome. <laughs> Did you enjoy the party? I mean, it was probably my eighth birthday, eighth or ninth birthday. Uh, and I'm now 46. So we're talking about nearly four decades ago. Uh, I remember less about the specifics of the party and, and what it felt like, but more about the feel of it, the 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 memory of the feel of being there that it was special you know my parents didn't do very many we we had birthday parties at home um, my mom was great at that we you know weren't like super rich and so it wasn't it was it was dear to 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 do that to pay for a fancy birthday party at a place like sinbad and so i definitely appreciated it and i felt like you know, felt like a lucky kid. I remember feeling like a lucky kid and the fact that I could treat my like, friends to this fun event, that was really, really cool.
3: I think it was my cousin, he was having a birthday party there. And I remember there was a magic show and I don't remember how old I was, but I remember it was a really good magician because he did a trick. He changed the color of this rabbit uh, mask that he was holding and all the kids thought they had the trick figured out because they kept telling him turn it around it's on the other side the colors on the other side and he did turn it around but it wasn't that color and so all the kids were wondering wait how did he do that so yeah that that was the fun part of the birthday
0: did you get to know actually how he did this trick
3: yeah if he did reveal them he never revealed them to me so till this date uh, you know it's been over 30 years and i still don't know how he uh, how he did that trick
0: i know i said i was never really interested in video games but i'm starting to change my mind about that i'm trying to imagine what it would have been like to have a birthday party there or what games i'd have played (laughs) so what was your favorite game at Sinbad's
3: Uh, You know, I actually have to think really hard about that because it was the experience of it, I think, and the fun that we had going together as friends and making it a day out of it. That was really fun. Uh, But if I had to rack my brains, I, I do remember there was a pinball machine. And I liked pulling that lever and seeing that. Uh, that ball go up there and then you know bang around in between and the machine light up and make the choo choo cha cha noises and... <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so that kind of stick stuck with me so I, I would have to say that my favorite game at Sinbad was the uh, the pinball machine?
2: Oh my favorite games were Defender, uh, uh, then the, the baby football, table football and of course the pinball machines. I would spend a lot of time on the pinball machines and Space Invaders. You know those were some of the best games and there was another one that I really liked was Whack-A-Mole where you had the hammer and the moles come out and you you hit them as quick as you can.
4: spataka have you played any of those games
0: so so never heard of wagon world before
4: (laughs) i'm pretty sure it was one of those you know you sit in a little seat and everything is dark around you and you're it's like one of those simulator games where you're driving i have a memory of that my my main favorite was the one where you put the Tokens in and there's a claw that goes in and there was this one kind of candy that I loved so much. It was just basically a candy vending machine, but dressed up as a game. And you al- you always got candy. Like that was, it was like guaranteed that you would get candy. So it was just it, it, just a matter of like picking which one. And there was this one that my sister and I loved. And I don't even know what it was called, but it came in this like, like a little plastic tray. And they were these little like cigars, like fingers shaped wafers, thin wafers rolled in like a thin like layer of chocolate. And you couldn't find them at like supermarkets. For some reason they were, in this vending machine sometimes you found them but they weren't easy to find that was our favorite and that I think it was my favorite game and so we enjoyed that candy from that machine even though I don't know why that was a game but that was definitely one of my favorites
0: Sinbad was not just a wonderland for kids it was a wonderland for adults and even robots so Mr. Ishwar, by email you sent us loads of interesting articles and one of them mentioned that famous people and robots such as Muhammad Ali and Fubar came to Sinbad. How did these fa- people, or ro- famous people or robots end up there?
2: At that time there was not much option for anybody Dubai was still growing. We're talking about 40 years ago. So Al Gurir Center was like when people come now they go to Dubai Mall because it was the only indoor shopping center and we were the only indoor amusement arcade. So anybody who would come whether actors, actresses, whether it's Muhammad Ali, Hema Malini, Fubar, and many others, even Sheikh Rashid had come for the opening. His Highness, the late Sheikh Rashid, Sheikh Mohammed's father. Sheikh Mohammed had also come. His children used to come and play. A lot of the old Dubai families, all their children would come and play at Sinbad's because it was the only place for them to hang out. This is Mohammed Ali playing with... These are all my staff at that time. So this was when I used to do the birthday. You saw this, right? And then this was all the stuff that you would have seen with Sheikh Rashid. And this was a guy who was uh, uh, a weightlifting expert. I think his name was there. Then we even had like a f- the f- football guys who came. That's me. That's me, 1970. That's Bobby George, the world darts player, because I play darts. That's me. See that with my long hair.
1: Too bad Sinbad's Wonderland at Al Gore Center closed its doors in the mid 1990s. I'd be cashing in my Durhams for tokens to play the Pac-Man machines.
0: Yeah, and I was wondering what they did with all the games.
2: Uh, when we shut the Al-Gurir Center here in the mid-90s, I went to Pakistan to help set up the first Sinbad. That was at the Dolmen Center on downtown, along with my team. So Sinbad clo- finally closed in 1997. Most of the equipment and machines we had, we were able to sell them to a company in India, and a lot to a company. Uh, the people in Pakistan who first started with... The machines that we refurbished and sold to them, and now have really reinvented Sinbad and continues its legacy. Did
1: you take any souvenirs from Sinbad?
2: Yes, I have a machine at home. I still have the tokens. I have a whole bunch of. uh, papers in the office the only thing i feel sad is i i actually keep everything pictures press releases that got lost when we shifted office i had four albums of all the machine catalogs the design everything that got misplaced but i still had uh, like the supplements when we were 10 years 20 years magazines if you want to come to the office to go through it i still have it see that man over there. He is a Sinbad customer. He is Mr. Jashan Mal himself. How are you? Yeah. Hello. We were, hello. we're just doing an interview because they want to talk about Sinbads. And I said oh, when we hello. opened Al they had Joshua. His father was with me at the opening of Sinbad. I used to walk into Sinbad and
4: ask Ishwar here for free tokens for pinball machines. And he very kindly obliged me many, many times. So there you go.
2: So it's even Shuja is here for the event and has a meeting as well yeah, small meeting world <laughs> nice meeting you. Yeah, so what was your question again about my favorite okay many Uh meeting interesting people Getting to really know a lot of local people uh, Dealing with them understanding their culture and for me one of the best takeaways of Sinbad is any local I meet today who are over 35 years old know Sinbad, that their face gleam. Even UAE government officials, when I get a chance to meet them, I actually, when I say Sinbad or Modir Sinbad, I mean manager, they actually want to take a selfie. And the best part about my job is that I, it was, I, had to, I get to play with the customers. You know, I was playing every day. You know So people, say I was in the business of leisure with pleasure. I think
4: what the magic of Sinbad was that here was a place that catered to kids. Like as a kid, you live in an adults world, right? You live in a world that's run by grown-ups, made for grown-ups. And in the 80s to have a place that was designed for kids, purely for the enjoyment of kids. That was really rare and it felt really special and it made kids feel special. You know, it felt like this is a place that grown-ups may not care about as much, but for kids it felt like a fantasy land.
1: Okay, Spatika, we never had the thrill of experiencing Sinbad's in person, but what did you learn from your interviews?
0: Well, first, it was epic that people just passed by Mr. Ishwar when we were interviewing him, and they just basically shared all their memories of Sinbad's.
1: I agree. Mr. Ishwar is a legend. What sounds like the coolest thing about Sinbad's?
0: The birthday room, all the arcade stuff, and that your parents left you and your friends alone while they went shopping. I mean, I would seriously love that.
1: Do you feel you missed out on something having never gone to Sinbad's?
0: Well, yeah, I, I, was, I mean, yes. I, I, mean, I wish I could just jump to different times whenever I like, like time travel, time warp.
1: Dubai kids and parents of the nineteen eighties and nineteen nineties, we'd love to hear your favorite memories of Simbads. And kids today, tell us where you like to play. You can write to us at More at amea.media. That's More at am A.media.
0: This episode of Tell Me More was brought to you by Maya Media. It was produced by Liz McEnany and hosted by me, Spatika, and Liz. Chirag Yesai is our amazing editor. Our fantastic music is composed by Daniel Belkin. A big thank you to Ishwar, Suraj, and Sonali for giving us time. They're very important people and we're grateful to them. We'd love to hear what you thought of our show. Leave us a review and rate us wherever you get your podcasts and do subscribe to Tell Me More from Amea Media for future episodes. Until next time, stay safe. Bye. Bye.